The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Aaron at AaronMurray11, and I am at Drew Butler 13 We have a great show leading into week 11 of the college football season. Finally, some stuff to really talk about, Aaron. The first edition of the college football playoff rankings were released Tuesday night. We'll break that down and let everybody know what we think, if it matters, if it doesn't. I've got a sort of a conspiracy theory thing that I'm trying to get going on social media. You know how I do it. Also, Willie Taggart down at Florida State fired. We mentioned that on Monday's episode, but now some names are starting to be floated around. Who could take over for the Seminoles? Then how about P.J. Fleck, my man? Signs a seven-year extension as the head coach of Minnesota. Huge game for them this upcoming weekend against undefeated Penn State. The biggest game, though, obviously. Number two against number three, LSU and Alabama. First, where I want to start, though, Aaron, is this Willie Taggart being fired. News in Tallahassee, Florida State, a perennial, I would say, not perennial, but a historical college football powerhouse. It needs to be reinstated to the perennial college football powerhouse. They fired Willie Taggart after 21 games. And now the Stoops brothers are being mentioned as possible replacements. Bob Stoops, president or head coach and GM of the Dallas Renegades of the XFL currently. And Mark Stoops, head coach of Kentucky, used to be Jimbo Fisher's defensive coordinator down in Tallahassee. What are you hearing? What's going to happen here? I, obviously, the, the big news is Bob Stoops. I think that's kind of the name everyone's kind of getting excited about in Tallahassee. But I don't know why you wouldn't go after Mark Stoops. I mean, what Mark Stoops has done at Kentucky is, in my mind, absolutely extraordinary. It, to me, and call me crazy, I know you're probably going to call me crazy, what he's done at Kentucky is just as good as what Nick Saban's done at Alabama. What? <laughs> What? I was. I thought you were going in a completely different direction with that. (laughs) Please explain yourself. This is fantastic. With with the talent that he has at Kentucky, and the amount of wins that he's been able to manage and get better every single year and get that team to ten wins, with three star guys is similar to what Nick Saban has done with five star dudes winning championships. I know it's not championships, no, but 
comparing <laughs> comparing talent of three stars to five stars and what he's done with them and a coaching job, putting those guys an opportunity to win football games and contend in the SEC East is almost as good. I'll leave it to almost. I won't say just as good. <laughs> it's pretty – you have to say it's impressive stuff. The dude has two and three stars. He won 10 games last year in the SEC. I'm trying to wrap my head around what you just said. You? It is. is that it is not good for you. Okay, now I agree with you. Mark Stoops making Kentucky football somewhat relevant at a basketball school is most certainly an accomplishment. The good Incredible. thing about him and Eddie Grant, who supposedly Georgia went after last year for that vacant offensive coordinator role, is that they recruit very well in the state of Florida. They get what they can. Do they get five stars? Not really. Do they get some four stars? I think so. Mostly two and three stars. Look who they put in the NFL last year. Benny Snell Jr., Josh Allen was a top 10 pick. I mean, those are not your usual Kentucky football prospects. If that staff, and you would have to think that Mark Stoops could bring his entire staff, went down to Tallahassee, they could certainly make waves, recruit, and get competitive in a hurry with the talent that's in Tallahassee. Yes. Now, Bob Stoops, I think the the timing of the firing of Willie Taggart really sort of flames the fires that would be behind Bob Stoops, right? I mean, National Signing Day, early signing periods, middle of December. People are rumored to be saying that they could make this announcement within the next week or so. That would point to Bob Stoops. It's not like Mark Stoops is going to leave Kentucky and take a job in the middle of the season. So would Bob Stoops want to do that? Would he have to keep... Kendall Bryles as his offensive coordinator and Jim Levitt as his defensive coordinator, probably because Florida State owes so many people so much money. But it's a storyline to watch. I need to go back and address what you just said, though. You <laughs> just said that Mark Stoops, what he's done at Kentucky, is somewhat similar or just as good as what Nick Saban has been able to accomplish at Alabama. Um, this could be the last episode of the Punt and Pass podcast. I apologize to all of our listeners for having to listen to that. I, I you hear what agree? you're you, saying. You, I, can I, I can't you, agree with you. This though. is a basketball school. Okay, not as good. I'll, I'll refrain from saying just okay. as good. Okay. But it is it is incredible. It really it, you can't okay, tell me they, that you line up you I mean, line what? up against Kentucky and you say, Oh, that team has just as good a talent as us and they can compete. No, they don't. And look at this year, what he's done with a receiver. A receiver at quarterback, Lynn Bowden Jr. Okay. was a receiver. But is that Stoops or is that Lynn Bowden Jr.? That's him creating and, and, and utilizing and coaching his guys and putting them in a situation to win. Like that that shows you good coaching. They're trying to think outside the box a little bit. Like, listen, our starting quarterback is down. Our backup played okay versus Florida, then kind of gave it away in the end with some silly interceptions. Yes. We're going to try to win games. How can I put my team in the best situation? I, I – I promise you, Lynn Bowden didn't go knock on the door and say, hey, coach, let me play quarterback. All right. I'm sure he went up to him and said, listen, I know you played quarterback back in the day in high school. You're a tremendous athlete. The goal of every coach is to put the ball in the best athlete's hands. We want to make you a quarterback and kind of change our offense and evolve a little bit into this more RPO, zone read stuff, triple option-ass football. And look what they've done. They've been super competitive and won some football games with a dude that hasn't played quarterback since high school. So you can't tell me that that's not phenomenal coaching. That is their, I'm just saying, 
Dude's a great football coach. I think he would do wonders at Florida State. All right, I agree with you there. He is a good football coach. He would do wonders at Florida State, I think. But I'm just going to give the last statement here. You say Kentucky's been competitive in the SECs. They really haven't. I mean, last year they had an opportunity to face off against Georgia. Georgia went up to Lexington and pretty much beat the Wildcats' ass, as expected. I think most people expected that. but. You're right. They have made November football games meaningful in Lexington, which has not happened in a very long time. They are, of course, a basketball school. Wow. That should make national headlines, what you just said. I'm glad you rephrased it a little bit. I'm glad I brought you back down to earth. Now, for me to say ridiculous stuff, let's start talking about the first college football playoff rankings that came out Tuesday night. My four before the rankings came out were this, Aaron. LSU won. Ohio State 2, Alabama 3, Clemson 4. That was my 4. And I said that there will probably be two Big Ten, two SEC teams, which ended up happening. Now, here's the order that the committee, and I'm doing air quotes here, the committee put out on Tuesday night. Number 1, Ohio State. Number 2, LSU. Number 3, Alabama. Number 4, Penn State, Clemson was ranked number five, Georgia number six, Oregon seven, Utah eight, Oklahoma nine, which really surprised me, and Florida rounds out the top ten. Tell me what your thoughts are here, Aaron. Is it what you expected? Did they get it right? And I just have to say one thing before I throw it to you. In the history of the college football playoff rankings, in the initial rankings of each season, the number three ranked team has never made the playoffs. Looking at you, Alabama. Go ahead, Aaron. Looking at you, I, I so I had Ohio State one, LSU two. Um, I think I had Clemson three, Alabama four. But I can't I can't disagree with with Penn State getting there. Penn State okay. has done everything they need to do. I'm not mad about it, um, and I'm not shocked that they kept Clemson out. I think Clemson at the end of the day is going to get in, so it doesn't really matter. I, I agree mean, with I, you 100%. this this doesn't they're going to get in. Um, I think they looked at that North Carolina game and said, listen, they, they almost lost and maybe could have lost to North Carolina team who is a very average team and a really bad conference this year. So we're going to dock them a little bit on that. But at the end of the day, like I said, what does it matter if you're Clemson, Ohio state plays Penn state. Yep. One of them is going to be out of the top four. LSU plays Alabama this weekend. Most likely you're going to jump one of them. I, 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 and I, I had this discussion with, with Childers today. If the game is a three point game, and Alabama squeaks it out by three points. Do you keep the four the same, I, I, or do you? I think that's that's a, that's an interesting discussion to go on next week. Would you keep Clemson out of it still, and keep those four in there? I don't know because I I do go to for me, and I know the committee looks at a lot of stuff, and but still doesn't make sense to me because Alabama clearly is in there because of the eyeball test of who they are because they haven't played anyone. They no. have one of the worst schedules in all of America right now. When it comes like so, the consistency with the committee at the moment is like okay, Ohio State's played some big games, LSU's had some big wins, Penn State's had a ton of big wins, and we're just going to put Alabama in there because it's Alabama. Like that's exactly what, what they're doing. That's the why, double why talk. Is it Clemson in there. Ugh. It just it doesn't make sense to me that there's not a consistency at all. Alabama hasn't played anyone. If you're going to go with, we believe that these are the four best teams in the country based on the way they're playing, then I get it. But then to me, Clemson, in my mind, and I know Trevor Lawrence looked bad at the beginning of the season. He's picking it up. Yeah. You can attribute it to probably not great competition, whatever it is. They have one of the best defenses in the country. 
some of the best skill players in the country. And then when Trevor Lawrence is rolling, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. To me, them and Ohio State are the two most complete teams in the country. Wow. So if you want to do eyeball tests, yes. put Clemson in there before Alabama, in my opinion, because Alabama, they have an average to good, okay defense. Not a great defense by any means. No, I mean, and that's been proven as well. When we watched the episode last night of the ranking show being released, Kirk Herbstreit went on there and said, hey, I just want to know what the committee's thinking. What are they valuing the most? Are they looking more into the metrics? Are they doing their own eye tests? And I tweeted out and I said, you know what, Kirk? We'll never know. And it's a damn shame that we'll never know because they get this closed-door secrecy like they're revealing global government secrets. It's a joke. This should be televised. I want to know what these people are saying. Why is Penn State ranked above Clemson? Aaron, I bet it's exactly what you just said. Probably because, hey, who cares? Penn State and Ohio State are going to play against each other. We're all expecting Clemson to be undefeated at the end of the season. They will get in regardless. I think it's just unbelievable the double talk that these committee members say. You got to listen to Rob Mullins, the AD from Oregon. Get up there and be the front man. Try to explain and tell why the committee made each decision. And then I'm watching Feinbaum today, or excuse me, definitely not watching Feinbaum. He pops up onto my Twitter. And the college football playoff executive director, Bill Hancock, comes out with a message. And Feinbaum says, hey, does it even matter that Clemson won the national championship last year? And Bill Hancock, the executive director of the college football playoff, says that carries absolutely no weight. Now, fine. You can say that, Aaron, but... There is absolutely no way that the committee leaves an undefeated ACC champion, defending national champion, Clemson, out of the Final Four, which is just stupid to me. So why would you say that? It makes zero sense. Clemson has won 22 straight games. They absolutely blasted the committee's favorite team last season in the national championship. Of course, that's Alabama, as you can tell from the first rankings. And they're the defending national champions. You can't say that carries no weight because it does, and frankly, I think it should. Clemson's playing the schedule that everybody knew they would play in 2019. I know I'm stumping for them pretty hard, but it's much ado about nothing because the top four are going to eat themselves up five weeks from now. Georgia, a lot of people were raising questions about Georgia being the top-ranked one-loss team. I thought that was a given based on their two top 15 wins so far this season. I mean, strength of schedule-wise, the top four pretty much went in order, Aaron. I have no problems about the top six, really the top 10. You can interchange them so much at this point. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't and matter. The committee matters. moves the finish line. They move the goals week by week, just depending on how they feel, which I think is bullshit. Yes. I, it's, uh, I would love to be in that room. I, Me I think too. It'd be, I think it'd be great TV, but and, and once again, CC brought this up. He was like, you know, do you think those they'd be scared for their lives if they don't make it? If they make a bad decision, <laughs> the fan base would be th- sending threat, death threats. You know, say you are a a Clemson fan, and for some crazy reason you get left out. All the Clemson fans, if you're watching that. Who the hell voted me out of there? Well, we're going after his ass kind he of thing. Be, like, I mean, I, that's I, I, crazy. It up. It's, 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 but this is called Herb Street probably gets death Dude, threats every we, week on we college had, game we had, we, I lost one game my freaking junior season. Yeah, my you've team, gotten my, death threats. My, 
why well, I've got death threats. My whole house was egged and teepeed. So after <laughs> one loss, I'm like, I mean, that's college fans. So I guess there is a point of that of protecting these guys a little bit, but I think it'd be, I think it'd be fun. No, there's no I doubt. Think I mean, TV. I great think it'd ratings. be great TV. There just needs to be transparency. Why does everybody else have to get in the public eye, talk about the game, analyze the game, break down the game, and then have to put up with the public backlash? But these people get shrouded in secrecy like they're making the most world-changing decisions ever. I, I just think it's a joke. They're voting for the Pope. They're voting for the Pope. That's what it is. Just wait. We're waiting for the white smoke to come up. A new right Pope. New Pope has been declared. <laughs> I love we it. can't tell you what's going on inside the Vatican, but we'll let you know when the white smoke comes out. Oh that, that's God. all we can do. Just sit there, wait, and pray that it makes sense somehow no there's you know just even the conflicting athletic directors who are on there and i know they have to recuse themselves when they talk about their own teams but scott strickland athletic director at florida gets to be in the room when they're ranking georgia you get that right i mean that happens if utah beats oregon in the pac-12 championship game rob mullins oregon's athletic director will be in the room discussing where utah should be ranked I, i just think Look, it was a great idea at the beginning, but just make it transparent. That's it. Number one, Ohio State. Number two, LSU. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Penn State, followed by Clemson and Georgia. All right, let's get in to week 11. couple of really fantastic games on the slate this weekend. Let's recap. Punt, pass, and pick from last week. Your boy went undefeated, 3-0-1. I'm 33-21 and on the season. Aaron, oh. you kind of faded me a little bit. You were 1-2-1. and Still respectable, 28-23 and against the spread on the season. Wins but the, the lock of the week was an easy winner. He is back on the board, baby. Oh. That SMU Memphis over 72 happened like five minutes into the third quarter. Good on you, Papa Murray. Congratulations, Thank my you. man. Thank you. All right, Thank you. Let's dive right into the biggest game. Well, I'll give you the first pick. You want to talk Big Ten or SEC first? Let's start Big Ten first. We'll finish up with the uh, – this is a little appetizer. We'll give you the main course afterwards. Awesome. Number four, Penn State, heading to number 17, Minnesota. That ranking really surprised me. And this game's going to get – this game's going to be a blowout. So okay. Well, I, I think we might I, disagree here. Penn State right – Penn State's going to blow that ass up. They are going to crush <laughs> – them i love it penn state's Crush a seven them. point favorite the total is 48 which i thought was interesting because you've been telling me penn state's going to crush them all week that would pretty much tell me that minnesota's not going to score much this game is yeah. at noon on abc it's in minneapolis which means it's an 11 a.m local kick time two undefeated teams penn state's in the top four pj fleck just signed that seven-year extension to be minnesota's head coach they, signed, they gave it to him one week too early because he's about <laughs> to get you really humbled. think so He's about to get home Tell me why, real fast. I, 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 I covered this Minnesota team. I covered them versus Fresno State. And they should have lost the game versus Fresno State. And it is a Fresno State that's like 500 right now, for goodness sakes. And, and Tanner Morgan's a good quarterback. He's accurate. He's smart. But he's not – he's good against good teams. He's not going to be good against great football teams. I just, just watching him and seeing his strengths. I like the kid a lot. And I, I don't mean the bash by any means, but – it just he doesn't have that it factor to win these type of football games. I'm just sorry about it. Where you turn it over and you watch this Penn State team right now, dominant defense, only giving up nine points a game. They are going to eat them alive, get a couple turnovers. And I think offensively, they're going to be fine. Penn State doing a great job. Clifford's a great quarterback. He takes care of the football. I'm sorry, they're not going to blow him up. They're not going to blow him up like 20 points, but 
I think this is a 10 to 14 point game. So they definitely cover the spread here. All right. So you're going to lay the seven points. You just think Penn State's offense is too much or Minnesota hasn't no, really I even faced State, a defense either. I think Penn State's defense is too much. Minnesota hasn't faced anyone all year. I mean, congratulations. You are a, you know, that is, that is something to be proud of, but let's look at their schedule right now. I'm just going to pull up their schedule real quick, Drew, and tell me what team here scares you. North Dakota State, Fresno State, Georgia Southern, Purdue. Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland. What was the North Dakota State score? South Dakota State, 28-21. Okay. And then Fresno State, they won 38-35 in double overtime, and they should have lost that one. So what what game in there do you say, damn, that's a great win right there. That's a really good team they just beat. Uh, none. No one. I mean, absolutely no one. Soul. Yeah. And that and the committee saw that, and that's why they're number 17 being A&O. You know, they – they are going to get exposed, and they're going to ask P.J. Fleck, listen, we need to knock that down from seven <laughs> to three years when it's all said and done. All right. Done. I, over. The game's not going to be fun. It's going to be over by the fourth quarter. I am just going to be absolute contrarian here. I have to roll with P.J. Fleck in Minnesota to cover. Why do you At like least P.J. Fleck Give me so the much? seven points. I like Ooh. P.J. Fleck. I like his enthusiasm. I like his positivity. I like his persistence, and I think that that message will take them right up into James Franklin's face and say, guys, we got a football game here. They might win, okay? I might sprinkle something on the money line here. Give me the seven points at home. What a wild atmosphere this is going to be. This is the biggest game in Minnesota history. I mean, seriously, when is the last time Minnesota has had such an enormous game with Big Ten implications? And I hope that they beat Penn State and vault into the top ten of I the know, college football see, playoff rankings. I want to see, I want to see undefeated, undefeated Penn, Penn State, State yeah. versus Ohio State. All right, well, then maybe I'm just doing you a favor and letting you get closer into punt, pass, and pick. I want Minnesota plus the seven points, though. And right, I do think him. this will actually be a more entertaining game than you do. All right, there's another game in the Big Ten as well. Number 18, Iowa's heading to Camp Randall to take on number 13, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, almost a 10-point favorite, sitting at 9.5 points right now. Total, classic Big Ten, 38.5 points. This game's at 4 p.m. on Fox. What happens here? Because, I mean, these Big Ten games on both sides of the ball here, I mean, there's got to be somebody that can show up in the West and hopefully compete with Ohio State out of the East. Uh, Wisconsin's defense. I mean, they, they had the one game versus Ohio State, but that's that's Ohio State. Dude. Yeah. They're the best team in the country. It's just it's hard to hang with those guys for four quarters. They hung they hung with them for two quarters, and then the, the speed, the size, the athleticism just took over from there. I like Wisconsin. I still love their defense. Jonathan Taylor is going to get back going, doing his thing again. It's at home. Um, I like Wisconsin. Is it nine and a half or is it ten? It's nine and a half. Give me, give me Wisconsin. They're deep. I just Ohio's offense has been kind of blah this entire season. So I think Wisconsin's defense gets back to their old ways, beginning of the season, and uh, and shuts them down pretty good. I'm gonna have to go with Wisconsin here as well. Look, Iowa's defense is nothing to bat your eye at either. No. I mean, the two games that they've lost, scores of ten to three and seventeen to twelve. They've kept it relatively close. They like to play that small ball, Kirk Ferentz tight ends, drag routes, run the ball, and then hopefully not turn the ball over when they do turn the ball over like they did against Michigan and Penn State. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. I think Wisconsin's defense gets back into their old ways. 
maybe yep. score a defensive or special teams touchdown, cover this night. You know what? No. I'm taking Iowa plus the nine and a half points, but Wisconsin's going to win. You're, I'm doing you're that to gonna, you this week. I'm doing either, that to you this week. You're either going to really expand this gap, or it's going to be an interesting end of the season for it us. I want to make this be, thing close. But I think Wisconsin wins just nine and a half. I mean, that's a lot of points. Um, and I think Iowa has a good enough defense to take some time of possession off the board and really slow this game down. It could be a very fast game. I don't game see Iowa I don't see Iowa scored. It will be a fast game. I don't see Iowa scored more than ten points though. All right. I put this one on the board because I wanted to know what your thoughts were on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, ranked number nineteen in the college football playoff poll. They're heading up to Blacksburg, Virginia to take on Virginia Tech. Wake is a two and a half point favorite. The total mm. is sixty three and a half. 3.30 p.m. on ACC Network. Absolutely no one will be watching this game because that's at the same time as LSU-Alabama. Look, yes. if Wake Forest continues to win, I believe they played Clemson in two weeks. That will be your de facto ACC championship game. Can Dave Clawson keep the Demon Deacons rolling, or could Virginia Tech present a test for them in Blacksburg? I think if Virginia Tech would have won last week versus Notre Dame and had that kind of yes. confidence of, dude, we went to Notre Dame, we won, but... You know, my boy Ian Book just brought the dagger, put it right in their freaking heart at the end of the game to win it 21-20. I think you're going to see a, a a somewhat defeated, not as energetic Virginia Tech team versus Wake Forest. Yeah. I know maybe you get excited because, okay, we got a 7-1, number 19 ranked team coming into our house. But I think Wake Forest sees this opportunity coming up in a couple of weeks. I think they're really focused. They're playing great football. Offense has been absolutely spectacular. It has, 30 points a game. I like Wake Forest going into here. I just Virginia Tech and their quarterbacks right now, they're rotating like three dudes at the moment. Uh, just because what do you say? If you have three quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. That's a fact. That's that is where Virginia Tech is right now. Wake Forest goes in there. Uh, and takes care of business and, and give me give me them with the points as well. Yeah, look at Jamie Newman, over 2,000 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, only five picks, good for a 73.5 QBR, 27th in the nation. That offense is for real. I don't think Virginia Tech's defense scares a lot of people as it has in the past. We're on the same side here, Aaron. I will lay the two and a half on the road in Blacksburg. Wake Forest gets to eight and one, setting up a pretty interesting contest against Clemson. In the next few weeks, 7 p.m. on ESPN this week, Missouri heads into Athens to take on number six ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia's a 16 and a half point favorite. The total here is 48 points in the weather. It's going to be cold this weekend in the Atlanta, Athens, Georgia area. Could that play a factor? I don't know. Missouri getting a very, very timely timely bye week because they mm. were looking awful before they got to take a week off they're sitting at five and three two and two in the sec they got blasted by kentucky 29 to 7 and lost at vanderbilt 21 to 14 any chance they could keep it close here aaron could they win they've got a physical offensive line and play a good brand of defensive football i don't know though georgia has their backs up against the wall they know what they need to do to keep chopping I'm a believer in Georgia's defense now. Oh, I, now. I, I well, you better be. And I said, I said it before the Florida game. I, I, I was a somewhat believer, but I won the yes. seed against good competition first before I really put my Aaron Murray stamp of approval on that D. I'm, I'm putting you're gonna put, wait, is, you're gonna put uh, yeah. Aaron Murray stamp of approval on that D. Yeah, yeah damn right. You heard it right do. here okay. first on the pun pass. There you go, it's baby. A, it's a show for the children, Joe. <laughs> show for the children. All righty. Um, back to back to the football games here. <laughs> okay. Georgia's defense dominates. I think the fans are happy. I'm just hoping 
hoping the boo birds are gone. It was so um, ugly and just discouraging when the, the boo birds were showing up those past couple games for Georgia. So I think the offense has gotten the monkey off the back. There's some confidence in the pass game a little bit. That Cager's healthy. I think the running game, Swift goes off for about 150, 175, gets him a couple touchdowns. Um, I like Georgia to dominate just up and down. This defense is too, too good. Wow. Kelly Bryant has been okay, not great of late. I just don't think he's good enough to get it done versus Georgia defense. I agree with you. So you're laying the 16 and a half points, thinking yep. Georgia's going to win by 17 plus. I agree with you as well. That defense, man, I-, I love it. And I said this on Monday's episode. I love it when Georgia and Kirby Smart can control the narrative, right? They kind of got lost in it before losing to South Carolina. Then they heard a ton of it, and you kind of get to play the underdog. You get to put that chip on your shoulder, and that defense responds so well to it. And guess who else responded really well to it? Jake Fromm, the offensive line, and the offense as a whole. Shout out James Coley for sure, what they were able to do against Florida. But they know if they take that same step backwards, it's right back to square one. So they win this weekend convincingly at home. Crowd's going to be loving on them, that's for sure. And then they go to Auburn with a chance to clinch the SEC East. I think Georgia rolls this week, and I think Kelly Bryant has a poor day between the hedges. And that Missouri team, you cannot be too confident after what you have had to endure, those two losses and that bye week. So we're on the same side again there. Aaron Murray, dogs minus 16 and a half. Now let's break down the game of the year, the game of the century, part two. Number two, Alabama at number three, excuse me, number two, LSU at number three, Alabama. Alabama is a six and a half point favorite. The total here is 64. This, of course, is at 3.30 p.m. on CBS, SEC on CBS. Aaron, this gonna be you awesome, and I man. have such a different feeling on this game. Freaking awesome. Yes, it is. Let's just go group by group, offense versus offense. Give the nod to Alabama a little bit, especially because they're at home. And, and LSU is going to have to face the crowd noise. But LSU is different than Alabama in the fact that actually LSU is committed to the run a little bit more. It's something Alabama has just can't – Saban says we want to. We know we need to be more balanced. They just have not. Najee has been doing better, but this is a pass-first, pass-first team. And so is LSU, but Clyde Edwards is looking pretty darn good lately. So I think that balance is going to help their offense a little bit. Defense, I give the nod to LSU. I just think Alabama's defense is— Even without is, Michael is, Divinity. Even without Michael Divinity. Alabama's defense is just really—they're not very good. They're a little, they're I'm a little sorry. soft. I, I've, I've watched every game this year for them and their defense. They're just—there's nothing about them that gets me really, really excited. And then you know the special teams. Alabama's going to struggle in the kicking game compared I keep to LSU. That. But special teams are returners for Alabama. If they can force a couple punts, who knows if LSU yeah. even punts the ball— but if LSU has to punt, the returns for Alabama, those receivers are pretty darn electric. This is a great game. Very, 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 very evenly matched. Um, and then it goes down to the coaching staff. Let's not forget it's Nick Saban versus Coach O. Yep. And, and that is a big difference. This is one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coaches of all time. After Mark this, Stoops. This is after definitely after Mark <laughs> Stoops. Like It's Mark Stoops and Nick Saban. If O wins this one, though, he solidifies himself as a top five coach in college football. This okay, is his opportunity. If Coach O wins, he is a top five coach in college football. Okay. Right now, today, okay. yes. All right. 
You're just ready. You're just on no, no, me no, no, today. No, no. You're ready. I, I, I had to make sure thing. I was hearing what you yes, said correctly. Yes. I would agree You're with you there because nobody really beats I Nick Saban. Like, I like – and let's not forget too. God, I got – this is – there's so many freaking things to talk about in this game. Tua to his and his injury. little ankle. Yeah. What he looked like versus Georgia – being banged up and Last all year it in the takes SEC is a, that's game. all it takes for him is being a little bit hurt. And I think his game gets thrown off a little bit. He's an athlete, man. He wants to run around, yep. make plays with his legs, do spin moves and be Mr. Superman back there. And if he can't do that, I think he's thrown off a little bit. He's not as comfortable in the pocket. So that's going to be something for me. Is he feeling good there? Is he dropping his eyes because he wants to get out? Um, and I think it's going to be interesting too. What does Alabama do up front? Do they keep a tight end in? Do they keep Najee Harrison and just say, listen, we're going to max pro. We understand that Tua must be healthy in this football game. We can't get him knocked around a little bit. And we're going to take our chances with our receivers with just putting three guys out in route, putting four guys out in route. I don't think you're going to see a lot of five-man route combinations where tight ends for releasing, backs for releasing. I think they're going to keep those guys in there. And if they do go in route, you'll see chips on the edge to give Tua some more time in the pocket. I'm telling you, if he gets knocked around a little bit, LSU could run away with it. He must stay. He must stay healthy if they want a chance to keep this thing close and and, and win it. But I, I like LSU. I really do. I think Joe Burrow in this offense is going to have their way with it. I think they're going to go. This game is forty-two to thirty-five. LSU wins. LSU give me, wins. Give, give me LSU. My freaking iPad even got excited. It fell over. It's like you're a genius. And uh, yeah, give me the, give me the over too. Give you the lock over sixty four. Lock of the week is the, the over. Lock of the week. I'm feeling good. Damn right it is. Okay. You see these offenses over, baby. Lock of week. I'm writing this down. Is over sixty four. Murray wants the six and a half points. He's yes. saying LSU is going to win forty two thirty five. Yeah, somewhere on there. Okay, forty two thirty five. Now. May I have the floor, please, Mr. Murray? Yeah, here When's we the go. last time that you and I or anybody listening to this awesome best college football podcast in America, Punt and Pass podcast, seen these two teams match up with Alabama being the number two ranked scoring offense in the nation and LSU being the number four ranked scoring offense in the nation? Alabama is averaging 486 points per game, and LSU is ranked number four in the nation, scoring 46.8 points per game. Conversely, scoring defense, Alabama's ranked number nine in the nation. A lot of people would point to their schedule, of course, and LSU is ranked 22nd in the nation. A lot of people, of course, would point to the teams that they had played. LSU's averaging giving up 20 points per game. Alabama's averaging giving up 15.3 points per game. You mentioned it, though. Look, you might tilt either way depending on Tua's health offense. I know you're leaning LSU. I just think Alabama might want to force the run game on LSU this weekend. On the defensive side of the ball, you would have to go. I think it's pretty dead even here, Aaron. I'm going to take the coward's way out. When Divinity left the team, I think that takes away their top pass rusher or one of their top pass rushers, but one of their key leaders and best communicators, which is what you need on the field against Tua and his bevy of wide receiver talent. Special teams scares the shit out of me because Alabama's kicking game is atrocious. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it for you. They are 
awful. If there is a kick that means anything at the end of the game, close your eyes. If there is a punt when they have to flip field position, say a prayer. Conversely, Alabama has the edge in the return game, but they're going to have to force LSU to punt the ball to their returners in order to take advantage of that, which leads me to the coaching matchup. Coach O versus Coach Saban, but I think Coach Brady versus Coach Saban. Joe Brady, a 30-year-old, he's my age, former wide receiver from William & Mary, was with the New Orleans Saints last year, has transformed this LSU offense into something that we have never seen, Aaron. And can he go up against the king Nick Saban, exploit his defense, which has not looked as good as his defense is in the past this weekend. I don't know. But if I had to bet with my gut, I'm going with Alabama. Alabama's going to cover. LSU doesn't know how to beat Alabama. Shit, they haven't beat them in eight years. They're not going to win this weekend because they don't know how to win. I think you might see LSU botch this game late and Alabama snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, just like we've all seen him do time and time again. I'm rolling with Alabama. I'm laying the six and a half points. LSU will not be out of the college football playoff yet. In fact, they might be in a better position than playing in the SEC championship game. Just sit at home. Wait and see. Watch what happens. We shall see. I'm going with Alabama. I'll lay the six and a half points. They're going to win. Two is going to go off, and two is going to win the Heisman. I'm all over the place today, baby, but I love it. It's going to be a fantastic weekend of football. What game are you covering, Aaron? I have UConn at Cincinnati. Up going up to the nasty natty. I love it. Cincy, baby. Back to back weeks covering Cincy. They love when I I'm two and zero when I cover Cincy. So they they welcome you with open arms. There you go. Nobody, make, it a, make it a free steak dinner or something uh, Friday night. You need to go to Jeff Ruby's precinct, which is downtown. It's an unbelievable steakhouse. Shout out Clint Bowling. He took me there one time. Eight year Cincinnati Bengal pro. Damn good dog. That place is top five steakhouse in America, the precinct. Aaron's covering the number 20th ranked Cincinnati Bearcats this weekend. Follow us on social media this weekend, at Punt and Pass. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 and I am at Drew Butler 13 Thanks so much for spending some time with us. We will talk to you on Monday. See you.